forget it, he's rolling. <laughs> Learn it, know it, live it. Are you running a business or a charity war? Leave the gun. Take the cannoli. Uh, Yankees win! Pull over! No, it's a cardigan, but thanks for noticing. Are you a This is Live at Five, Live at Five, Live at Five. No Jeff Graham show today. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Nah, history was made today. First time in years there was no hotline show. It was weird. I don't know how many times they went to my radio. And I, instead of hearing, of course, the man himself, I heard uh, the Brian Kilme show instead. Well, I wonder if that was that the repeat of this. No, no, that was the first hour that we don't hear any given day. Brian Kilmeade is on uh, three hours a day. We, you don't hear the first hour. You hear uh, one through three. And th- that's been typical of every show that we've had since the Hotline Show because the hop- Hotline Show always preempts a three-hour block program like Clark Howard, like Brian Kilmeade. And uh, I just slipped into my Mark Simone voice, Joe Pag's voice. Hi, welcome to the show. We're real serious today. Did you happen to notice former uh, First Lady Michelle Obama yesterday at the White House? Did you happen to notice her mannerism, what she said? Sorry. Every now and then I slip into another voice, and, and when I do, I just have to go with it. I like, I like talking other people's tongues. Anyhow, I, let me explain why I'm a little bit out of breath and why I'm a little bit late today. I was on time, and wouldn't you believe it, I, I went into one of those drive through uh, uh, bank lines right there at Community Bank, you know, the one on Arsenal Street. And they have those pneumatic things where, you know, they give you the tube. Well, <laughs> I had everything all set. I never have my deposit slip. They know I'm a complete idiot. So I just give them a check, and they do the rest for me because I'm, I, I'm, a, I, I'm a child. I need people to help me because I just can't do it. Can't do it, right? So this time I got all the way back to the station. And I'm in the parking lot. Of course, Jim Levin's out there talking about a new client we met today, and he's all excited. And I can hear him like, oh, yeah, he wants to do this. He wants to do that. This is awesome. It's going to be great. And then I look down and I see the tube sitting in my passenger seat car with the money I just uh, withdrew. I'm like, oh, no. It's five, it was 5.01 when I noticed it. 5.01. So 5.01, that means, and I don't do this often, but I did it today as an emergency uh, 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 predicament uh, only because I cut through uh, Frank's property here to get over to uh, Palmer Street. Go back on to Arsenal Street like a maniac. And somehow they did it. They're like, oh, hi, Glenn. Little celebrity here, of course. One guy was standing there. He, could, he was laughing. I don't know why you're standing near a, a drive-thru by yourself. You don't, even, you don't even have a bike. That's in the middle of a parking lot. What's going on there? Please should check out uh, Community Bank. There's some suspicious people over there. So she says it happens all the time. I said, you know, and again, I've done stupid things before. The one thing I did right in front of, uh, not Pat Currier, but his brother, no, John Currier. 
I did it right in front of him. <laughs> and I'll explain. I was at the, the Hess Mart. It used to be the Hess uh, gas station on Washington Street. And, uh, yes, yours truly got distracted. I was uh, filling up my, my gas at the time, and it was broad daylight. And I got talking to this girl, and, you know, about this project. Oh, this is great. You know, Glenn just losing it, of course. And uh, John was there. He was filling up his gas tank at the same time, and he was on the other side of the island. And I got through with my conversation, not realizing that I started the conversation when I was still pumping gas. And I just literally got in my car, <laughs> just left, and sure enough, pulled the damn tube right out of the uh, there's a safety safety mechanism apparently um that preve- you know what i don't know if i damn no i did not damage it because i would have had to pay for that but it just felt it did, i just drove away and, and, and oh wait, i know what i did i lost my gas cap in the process never found it it's just like it disappeared so john looked at it wasn't john it was his brother his twin brother i'm forgetting his name now he works in the car business and he said, oh, I've never seen that happen before until right now. <laughs> so, I, again, a little different. You walk away with the, with the plastic thing that you, you, you go through the pneumatic tube. And I, and I had that in my, pa- my drive passenger seat today. And another time I, I drove away. So, it, again, I, I think there's been other times where I forgot to pay at a drive-thru. Uh, but that was my experience today. And that was my explanation to why I'm a little late today. So anyway, yeah, uh, getting back to my Joe Pag's voice, really what I was saying, though, was uh, I, I saw Michelle Obama and, of course, Barack Obama with the unveiling of their portraits. And needless to say, the portraits themselves are just tremendous. All of them. I had the luxury of being in the White House back in '09. I stood right in front of all of those portraits. It's amazing when you go into the White House, it's not as big as you think. Everything is not as big as you think. When I saw the White House for the first time from the outside, I, I'm like, oh, my God. You know, Forrest Gump's mother had a bigger place. And when you're inside, you expect to see bigger things. And, and no, you didn't. So to, to, to know that I was standing right there where it all happens every day, although, you know, Joe Biden, or for that matter, Donald Trump hardly lived there. And uh, Michelle Obama espouses how, you know, again, this is an opportunity to talk about her eight years as first lady. Uh, and, and she used the opportunity. Again, these are the sound bites that I saw. I did not see the whole ceremony. But, of course, as you might expect, uh, Michelle was like, you know what? There was a time when a black lady was never supposed to be in this house unless she was a servant. And a black woman was never supposed to represent the United States in the capacity as a first woman. And blah, blah, blah. And look at, at all the white elitists. There's hardly any other black people in there. All the white elitists are like, oh, oh God, you're the greatest. I wish we could have you back as our president again. And that was from Kamala Harris, who was sitting in the front row. It's, it is a shame uh, that, you know, the, I, I, I go back, what, a week ago tonight, a week ago tonight, we heard the most displeasing, most disappointing speech by any American president, certainly in our lifetime. And yet 72, maybe 74 million voters, some of which might be a little bit hesitant to, to admit that that may have been a bad or good idea, whichever. I'm talking about Biden's speech last Thursday. But I think at this point, you know, the only thing that they, they, they not the only thing, they have a lot of things on their side. And people question whether or not they would you know, continue to double down on the MAGA society. And they have. They have doubled down. They don't know any other way. But, and why, not, why would they? And I, I, I come up with this realization that you know, the, if you're on our side, if you're on the side of, of, you know, of taking care of the police, if you're on the side of securing the border, all the stuff, all the copy points that you hear from any Republican talking on uh, Fox uh, News or, for that matter, people that work for Fox News, if all those things are important to you, forget it. It's done. 
the more and more I look at this Fetterman thing. Now, Fetterman, of course, someone the, uh, well, a week ago or so said, you're obsessed with Fetterman. Stop it, Glenn. You're obsessed with a race that you have no control over. By the way, I don't have any control over any race, to be quite honest. Maybe a little bit of control, or you know, not control, that's a bad word, but maybe I can sway voters to like vote for a certain council person or assembly person. It's up to you, of course. I have nothing to say about Fetterman. The only reason why I bring it up is that I just can't believe it's happening. So Tucker Carlson last night had a whole expose on, uh, I forget his first name. He's 50-something years old, hasn't worked a job in his life, moved his way up as uh, lieutenant governor of the great state of Pennsylvania. Prior to that, he was the mayor of a small town or a council person that had the highest crime rate. In, uh, in, I can't hold that against him. That was back in 2013. Sometimes, sometimes you know, even I say uh, Tucker Carlson has a tendency to go off the rails in certain things. That was almost a decade ago. But nonetheless, this guy is a complete loser. The only reason why I bring him up as an example, I know I don't have any skin in that game, nor why would I? But he happens to be a a future member of the United States Senate. There's only 100 of those guys. And as of a country of 360 somewhat people, God knows how many since uh, Biden took office, if you add up all the souls, uh, you you really should look for leadership uh, at its optimum, at at its utmost best or potential. And a guy like Fetterman doesn't reach any of those, uh, doesn't reach that criteria, criteria at all. And yet he's up by 9, 10, 11 points. And that in itself is, is, is should be alarming, but also at the, very alarming. But in my book, it's, it clearly states that regardless of how you feel about how crazy the left is and how they're operating under, under Joe Biden's leadership, this happens to be the new uh, United States of America. And all the stuff that we saw in the summer of 2020, not only would that return if Donald Trump became president, and by the way, I will vote for Donald Trump if he becomes the Republican nominee, if he's not thrown in jail first for what they're trying to nail him on in Mar-a-Lago. If he does become president of the United States, I can rest assured that this show would see so much more scrutiny, as Jeff's would, and our lives on a daily day basis, yes, SG, right here in Watertown, New York, would be miserable, just awful. The wokeness that's in this town alone, stuff that you hear on a day-to-day basis, and you know stuff I heard today about things that I'm not at liberty to talk about, and I never would, but at the same time, it really educates me to where we are, particularly with our young generation who have this mob mentality to believe that if, if you just go off the rails on, on the MAGA country, don't worry to how mean-spirited you sound or how, might, how you might actually alienate business from happening. It doesn't matter. There's enough people on your side to justify your actions. That's mob mentality, and that's what we're living on right now. Hi, you're in the air. Hey, Glenn. Um, I was just calling in for the last minute there. Yeah. So I don't know if you mentioned the biggest news throughout the earth. Yeah, the I know. The, qu- the queen died. Yeah. So, what's your take? What's your take on that? Well, you know, here's she my. Was. She was a beautiful woman. Uh, I, I, and, and you know me, Donnie. I mean, again, you got to go sometime, right? Ninety-six years old. Uh, right. she, she saw a lot. Uh, the one thing I have to say about the judge, and I was thinking about this, uh, the judge, the queen, is that she was very non-judgmental. She didn't go out of her way to say, oh, Donald Trump's an idiot. Or she didn't say Don- oh, Joe Biden is very rude. She, she, she might have said things in the background, but she was always royalty. She showed her chivalry all the time. And I, to me, I, I, I'll, and she was, she was there. Her father wasn't even supposed to be um, king. He was the, the king's speech, by the way. That was her dad. 
and uh, he was a last-minute uh, replacement to his brother, who was, the, who was the, heir, the heir to the throne, but he fell in love with an American. And that was a big scandal. So then the, uh, the, the, the duty went on, you know, the next uh, uh, in line was himself. And he was very insecure because he was a massive stutterer during, you know, during a crucial time in British history. So, you know, she had to live through that. The World War II as a young child. And then she becomes queen. She's been queen for, what, 75 years? Uh, I just, you know, uh, you, we got to go sometime. But the one thing I don't get, uh, uh, Donnie... And I'm glad you brought it up. I, I was going yeah. to. I forgot because I was dealing with the bank situation. Uh, th- I just can't believe how people are like so saddened by, oh, this is horrible. She's 96. We, we right. got to go um, sometime. Come on now. What are you going to do? Keep her alive like weekend at Bernie's? You got to go sometime. Right. That's a damn good life. God bless her. God bless the queen. And God save the king okay. going forward. Go ahead. Um. Well, I'm... I. I'm baffled by your generation's my generation. Um, yeah, your gener yeah your your generation's uh, love for the queen and the royals. Because I remember when Princess died. Yeah, I was I was only like thirteen when she died. And I remember like my mom and my aunt. They were all crying. Yeah, and I'm like, I, I just I was like, like this never even met this person. I don't know who this person is. Right, right. That's how I saw. Well, well, here now I'm an adult. I've actually heard the opposite of who the queen is and what she does behind closed doors. So what are you hearing? And, well, that she was evil. Okay. So, all right, wait, wait, wait. Remember what? how I've been, yeah. hold on now, remember how I was talking about the Great Reset? Yeah. The queen has a video oh, on the Great Reset, right. and it's her and her family and the royals with all the other families that are rich and powerful throughout the earth. They're the ones that are coming up with the reset. Uh, Donnie, she that's... She has her own video on it. Yeah, she, has she has her own, own video. video. Listen, she has her video on it. Well, are you, sure it's, about it. you sure it's not Queen, the band? We no, are the... I watched Sorry. it. Yeah. It's the Queen herself right. talking about the Great Reset huh. and how how they got planned for it. So it's literally on her YouTube channel. You uh, know the Queen has a YouTube I channel? I did not know that. You learn something every... Yeah. Too bad I just learned that now. Yeah, the All these years, now YouTube she's dead. Channel. Yeah. Let me just let me just address what you said earlier, though, uh, Donnie. Uh, yeah. You said that you know you you know people in, in your generation and later on spelled out a different picture. Well, that that's common in the last ten, fifteen, certainly twenty, right. certainly the last five years. And with the advent of the internet, what thirty years ago, and social media, essentially in the last ten, fifteen years, it really took on right when I the, think that, the I think this whole internet online stuff. Yeah. Um, was able to uncover a lot of lies. No, 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 no. Uh, but Donnie, no, just been Don, Donnie, 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 the crazy people, as an example, and as an example only, that had some crazy, crazy thing to exclaim, the, wor- the world's coming, you know, how often do you see an old, old movie of some guy with a sign, with an A-frame on his body saying that the world is going to end? You know, more so, more so from the se- 60s and 70s. Those crazies went from a st- busy street corner where they only got to talk to the people that can hear them with in ears reach. They are all, now they have all their, uh, you know, their theories, uh, this, that, and the other thing, uh, courtesy, of course, of Mark Zuckerberg and, and the internet and all the other stuff. That's what's happened. That, that people, right and wrong, can get out. What's happened, though, Donnie, in a very generalized way, is that we've, we've created two sides. We've created that side, and we created this side. A lot of people are in between and, and share both sides, but for the most part, Donnie, we've created that side and this side. It's mob mentality, like well, I, I said in the it, beginning. I think it comes down to truth and lies, all right? A lie becomes a truth, 
and then a lie again. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but the lie it's that you're trying to you're you're think- convince people. No. And for a long time, people were convinced of a lie, yeah. and then the truth came along again and showed that it was a lie. I don't think, I think uh, that's what's going on. I think. People I don't think the Queen wanted the reset button. Where we can get the truth out right. faster right. than what the mainstream media does. By the way, real quick, how is the homeless situation down there? In, uh, it is not good. It's not. It's not a good situation. Now, I would like to thank um, Scott Gray. I'd like to thank uh, Jess Smith, Lisa Ruggiero, yeah. um, Cliff Only, and Mark Walzik. All those people stopped down there, and they're. You know, at least they... Stop down there. Mark lives uh, right... That's his parking lot. What are you talking about? He lives there. It doesn't matter. He came down. He knows he's aware of the situation. They know people. They can make phone calls. Uh, Mr. Gray was very helpful. He said that he was he was already on the phone calling people trying to help us. Well, there you go. You know, so I mean, like, thank you for, to those people. Right. Um, because those are the ones that have the power that can make a phone call and say, do this, do that, and then bam. There you go. Powerful people. And you know what, Donnie? Donnie, you're an influence over that. You're not an influence any better than I am with with respect to this Fetterman guy in Pennsylvania, but you are an influence on our community despite the fact that you're not even a Watertown City resident. So I I recognize that, and that's why I've been getting involved. My presence alone is bringing light to the situation. Very good. So, but there, there's a lot of bad things going on. There's, but you know what? At the end of the day, end of the day, you know, uh, they're human. They're human beings, right? And they're just acting a fool, and right. they just need some love, right? They need some love, you know and they I mean? really need that. They really need to use the the ability to walk that they have, the ability to pick up things which they have, the ability to make cognitive decisions which they still have, and actually put that to use so they can so, get on a payroll. You know Donnie, they got to be put on a payroll. I got to go, though, Donnie. I got to go. Donnie, I got to go. I got another call, but thanks. Hold for on. Uh, all right. All right. I'll talk to you. That's uh, Donnie. Gotta move on. I can't. I can't be sympathetic to people that can that do a lot more for themselves. And I appreciate what Donnie's doing, by the way. You're on the air. Hello. Uh, God save the queen. That's right. God save the queen. Not well. Too late for that now. Well, that's what they say when the king or the queen dies. Oh, is that um, what? They, oh, that's what. That's what uh, Churchill said uh, during World War II. So she was very much alive then. So there you go. So what else yeah, is going? That's what they said in the Robin Hood movies and stuff. Right, right. So, do you care? I mean, again, I, I'm happy that the the Queen had a beautiful life. I I think she's the best thing that could have happened to the uh, to the royalty in the 20th century. She had to deal with a lot with Diana. I thought her response to Diana's death was very poignant. Uh, I think her recent uh, response to, of course, uh, uh, Hetzel and Gretel were there, whatever their name is, uh, uh, Harry's wife, Meghan Markle. I, I thought she was yeah. low-key about that. Um, but, you know, we got to go sometime. So the people that are oh, grieving. Yeah, yeah, she was old. And she, yeah, she was. I think she was ready to go, too. She knew it was coming. Yeah, come on. 90, what? 96. And then Prince William is uh, looking dapper with his gorgeous wife <coughs> and his beautiful children. So I think this is going to be a nice, fresh start for the royal family. Uh, and, uh, and, you know, hopefully we'll see less and less of Harry. And uh, Mark, hopefully Ma- Harry will come to his senses one day and get rid of her <coughs> and come back uh, home, who, like, like Ozzy who's, Osbourne. Who's going to be the new, uh, the new monarch? Uh, yeah, it's going to be... The qu- new king or the queen? Uh, it's, it's Harry? Uh, it's going to be... Uh, um, duh, uh, not Harry. Did I say William? I'm sorry. It's going to be... Oh, jeepers, he's married to... Uh, uh, forgetting his name. <coughs> 
we're going to have a king in in uh, in England, and uh, I, I'm just my mind is slipping today. But it's going to be the Queen's son, who's about seventy years old. How old is uh, Prince Prince Charles? Oh, Prince Charles, Charles, will, Charles. Yeah, Charles will take over, and he'll be you know <coughs> he'll be leading the. Um, uh, the the family for oh, probably at least twenty years until he's ninety. It looks like there's a lot of lineage in that family. He looks like he's in pretty good health. And then after that, you know, his son Prince uh, William, who's about what four or five years old now, uh, he might be the, uh, the youngest king in centuries uh, to represent uh, Britain. So that yeah. will probably happen in the year two thousand forty-five or thereabouts. So I'm looking and forward to that. We'll, we'll see a lot of. Uh a lot of fancy stuff, the pageantry with the guys with their big fuzzy hats and stuff. And, um, yes, yes. All that and, and, pageantry. And not to mention the best part of the narrators. Oh, and here now is Prince Charles, the heir uh, to the throne. And oh, unprecedented. You know, all that stuff. So that that will be happening. And by the way, I think it's a 10-day uh, 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 procession. In other words, it's a 10-day funeral. It goes on and on uh, and on. Morning period, yeah. Right. Sooner, okay. They got to keep the freezer on. You know, got to keep the queen on ice there. I hate to say it, but yeah. it's a ten-day deal, and they literally cart her around from one place to the other. So yeah, they got to be they got to be careful because at the end of the day, the queen is royalty, but the queen is uh, no better than you and I when we're dead. So anyway, that's going to go on. Uh, they're starting that now, and that in itself will be uh, unbelievable to watch. So we'll have to look forward It'll, to that. Yeah, be a big show. Big you show. Will. Uh, unprecedented. I, all right. I got, I, yeah, go I got a couple of Queen stories for you. One I can't say on the air. That's I'll okay. I'll talk to you in person someday. I'm sure. Right. But um, they hated her corgis. She had all these servants, and the corgis were not exactly potty trained. Right. But every time they had the poopy, she had a bunch of servants in white gloves to clean up after her little pet oh, dog. Oh, boy. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, Kelly Kelly's book, The Royals. Oh. It's great about uh, they're sort of bashing the royal family. Right, right. Like that, was, that was about the queen. Her dogs were like uh, the servants hated them dogs because they had to clean up. After oh them, God! Okay? You know, I got some good news. I got some bad news. What's the good news? You're working with royalty. <clears throat> oh, what's the bad news? You got to pick up their dump. Anyway, all right. right listen, I gotta, right. I gotta go, my friend. But thank you for the call. I appreciate it. I really do. I'm slipping into my Joe Pags voice. Thank you very much, my friend. Thanks for being an American citizen. We're all part of this, folks. We'll win this one day. Contrary to what that so-called host up there, Glenn Curry, says on AM 1240, who's given up. Joe Pags show will never give up. We'll never give up. Because if we do, we lose our democracy. Just like they say. We're losing our democracy. Uh, we will be back. Right after these <coughs> messages, don't go away. The people who call you back. <coughs> Welcome back. You know, it's funny. I got a text from a friend of mine, and I, I thought the same thing he did. Uh, the guy who just called prior to the, uh, to the break there, he talked about how you know, the British uh, servants didn't like having to pick up the, uh, the, the dog do from, uh, from the Queen's pets, the dogs, the Yorkies, whatever they are. And immediately I was going to say the joke at that, at that point you know, as a transition, but I said, hey, I'll save it for another time. But no, I can't. Because it reminds me of a joke of a guy that was very depressed, and he just didn't like his job. He didn't like what he was doing, so he went to a therapist. He sat there on the couch, and he said, geez, uh, Doc, I'm depressed. He says, well, why are you depressed? Well, you know, I, I, my job is, is uh, it's kind of humiliating. Uh, I work for the circus. 
and uh, I'm the guy that picks up all the uh, the excrements after the animals leave them in the middle of the of the three ring circus or the back. I'm that guy. And uh, and the, the doctor says, "Well, there's your problem." And he says, "What do you mean?" He says, "Well, you're depressed because you're down on yourself because you don't like what you're doing. I mean, l- look at that. I mean, you're 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 at a level where you're the low man on the totem pole. You've got to get rid of that job." The doctor says. To which the guy says, "And what? Leave show business?" Boom, boom, and it's so true because you know it's funny because there's there's so many people that complain about. Radio, for instance, over the years, because it's not the highest paying job, especially, you know, again, not necessarily now it's changed because people are doing the jobs of one or two people at the same time. That could be in a sales capacity, programming, or you're taking on multiple stations. So there's different uh, 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 avenues. Uh, across town, it's a little differently. They're still back in the 90s as far as the way they peep people over there, but that's their problem. But, you know, it's, it's, it's one thing. You know, a lot of people complain about this business. I said, oh, I don't get paid enough. Oh, I should get this. I should get that. I said, why don't you quit? I said, oh, I'm not going to quit. <clears throat> I'm important. I get on a microphone every day. So that's, that's why that, that joke uh, resonated with me. <clears throat> no matter how bad people make it out to be, they're always going to find some type of crazy silver lining to justify it. And entertainment and, and, and being even lightly associated with something important, like a local radio uh, uh, show, uh, you know, it goes right to people's ego. It's amazing. I've seen it. Trust me. I see it every time. Uh, so what else is going on? Seven five. If you want to chime in, uh, we haven't heard from new people. We had a new caller yesterday or the day before. I can't remember. But I did run into a couple of law enforcement officials today who knew me. And so, you know, they were kind of talking out loud. I said, Jace, boy, we didn't get that uh, not, not hotline show today. A big void in our day, whatever the deal was. And, of course, I started laughing. I was getting hot dogs at the time. And uh, I said, yeah, that's the first time Jeff has missed a show in like eight years. But I told him that uh, Jim, Jim Levin has agreed uh, to uh, replace any empty show, including mine, uh, with, a, with, with a recorded show. So Ken... Uh, and Martin and myself, I'll work with him. I'll ask what he needs for that to happen. And what my plan is, if say if I get sick or if Jeff, you know, can't do a show like like today, which was rare, at least we'll have one waiting uh, waiting to go. So because again, in order to remain fresh and at the same time relevant, uh, you know, you got to be on consistently. If you if you let up, you know, I feel bad. I mean, I've been letting up. Uh, you know, I, I missed a show two weeks ago here, there, and, you know, it's the summer months to begin with. So you don't want to lose uh, people's listening habits. And I'm happy to say I know a lot of people are listening. That's great. But this show is also lost without the Internet because we have such a small output as far as uh, our, our one kilowatt station, the otherwise known as AM 1240 WATN. Uh, this time of year it's good, but come next month in November uh, when the days get shorter... <coughs> this uh, this signal could barely get beyond uh, Brownville, and I'm not kidding when I say that. So the internet helps us. That said, it's it's a struggle to to make sure that you have reach every day. Uh, so to miss out on a show and then put Hannity in there, that doesn't help. So uh, Jim is now on the side of reason, and will work uh, to make sure that in the future that uh, there will at least be a past show. Or what I want to do is segments of past shows and do them like in 15-minute increments. Because the show, it's a, my show is, is roughly about 52 minutes long with commercials. You know, it gets down to somewhere in the area of like 45, 46 minutes, maybe even less, 44 minutes. 
So divide that by three, obviously, you got three, uh, you know, what, the 14-minute segments thereabouts with variation. And I, I would like to take segments of interviews that I've done, nothing political, of course, uh, and something that is not necessarily timely. In other words, I, I wouldn't have, like, Jim Scordo in here talking about the, uh, the, the, the Bravo Fest. That doesn't make any sense. But if we were just talking turkey about a particular issue one day that could be, uh, that can have a lifeline forever, or shelf life, I should say, why not? So we're going to do that. Thanks to a lot of people speaking out, including those officers. Hi, you're in the air. Hey, Glenn, the uh, Clayton. Hey, guy. How are Greg, you? what's happening, man? Nothing much. How are you, man? Good, good. Hey, w one quick thing on the Queen um, uh, before I get to why I called. Yeah. Um, 96 years old. Yeah. Um, coherent, yeah. able to get around. Yeah. I mean, I would sign up for that. Yeah, no doubt. And and, and represent an entire, you know, uh, you know uh, uh, monarchy for 75, 76 years. Yes, and, and do it with class and... I mean, you know, you hate to lose anybody. My grandma passed away at 101. Wow. And I didn't, you know. That's yeah. great. That's just great. I mean, I didn't want to see her go, but still, that's a good life. It's a tough thing. I mean, you're going to cry. Uh, if, if Obviously, you're going to cry over a child or an adult. You know, someone, in my opinion, who dies in their 60s and 70s, uh, Greg, is too young. Someone who dies at yeah. 80, in my opinion, is still young. I, I was listening to Hannity the other day, and this real smart guy was on. I don't know if it was Hannity. No, it was Brian Kilmeade's show. Brian Kilmeade gets a lot of good call, uh, consultants. And obviously, he's that luxury because he works at Fox, just like Hannity. But he had this one guy, and he said... Uh, Hannity asked, or Kilmeade said, hey, you know, are you worried that Putin has some type of ailment, like he might have some type of terminal disease, that, that you know, a brain tumor? Uh, are you worried about that? Because that could exasperate things. He's a, he's a dictator. He's, you know, he's, he's, he's a warmonger. And he says, no, nah, he's not that bad. I mean, he's lucky he got to where he is now. He's almost 70. Uh, but, he's, but he said that the, uh, the, the uh, age of mortality amongst men in Russia in the 90s was age 57 years old. Can you believe that? 50, that wasn't that long ago, and it's probably not much no. better now, especially with the war, because they lost over 85,000 soldiers uh, at the ripe old age of 18 to 25 years old. So that's going to cut that down, too. So, I, again, I like people <coughs> who come up with quick answers and say, no, Putin's going to be around for a while. Yes, he's got ailments, but he's lucky where he is, and he'll probably live at least another five to ten years. He put that to sleep, and then he threw out that statistic. That said, to live to 96 years old, is God bless the Queen for living that long and being un un unlike, what, of course, what Donnie said about her, you know, doing the reset thing and being part of the New World Order. Uh, I, I still think that she was a great representative for the royal family. That's my opinion. No, and, she, and she was obviously coherent, so she was active. I mean, I don't follow the royal family or nothing, but, I mean, you know, when you see, him on, see her on TV going to this event yeah. and stuff like that, you know, she's obviously was with it and everything. But do you notice, Greg, that there's a lot more people that throw in that little caveat, like, oh, yeah, the, she, you know, even people from Ireland, you know, of course, Ireland hates Britain over the IRA and the bombings and all that stuff and the takeover of, of Northern Ireland. And that has subsided, thank God. But they said, oh, she's even getting love from the, from the country of India. And that's, that comes back to haunt not just the royal family or England in general, but it's this whole anti-establishment. Greg, at the end of the day, without Western man, which, yes, includes the Brits, the Germans, let's just, let's just, let's just put it out on the table here. White people, without us, this world would absolutely suck. 
But now, because uh, of all the new wokeness and so forth, coming from uh, the left, coming from white Americans, by the way, uh, this, this, this anti-establishment message is everywhere now. I mentioned it earlier how uh, Michelle Obama was in, the pre- was in the White House yesterday at a glorious time unveiling her portrait and her husband's portrait, former President Barack Obama, and yet she used that opportunity to remind people that America is still the, the, the country of oppression. And, and this, this rhetoric, Greg, is killing us. It really is. Then you got well, Kathy Griffin. Well, how, about the, yeah. how about the press secretary there? Right, w- Pierre Sa- Jean-Pierre. And she goes, I just want to say I'm the first yeah. um, African-American. They love that. Um, gay right. and immigrant to right. hold this position. Right. Great. How about the, Way too how much about eye makeup. Right. Now? No, and again, you know, and, and who, are the pe- who are the only people in that room that are just absorbing all that? They're the white liberal journalists for CNN, for Universal, uh, for Viacom, all the company, all the social media service, and then the outside entities from other countries I don't know of. I don't care. By the way, when Jean, when Jean Pierre, uh, the, the toughest part of her day are, is essentially one guy, and that's yeah. Peter Doocy, or Dosi, whatever his name is, Doocy. It Without him, I mean, we all have challenges. I have clients that, oh, I've got to call someone. Oh, I've got to deal with this. Deal. We all have challenges, Greg. You have challenges. We all have challenges. Jean Pierre has one obstacle every day, and she can and, never and beat it. Sanders girl. Not the Sanders. No, yeah. Girl. Yeah, her name was Sanders. That was Trump's press secretary. Yeah, right. She got blitz from every angle. And, and they were yelling over each other. Yelling. Yes, exactly. They, they showed her no respect. None. They called her fat. They None. Said, when she brought in pie, remember that one time she tried. She brought in a pie, and they said, "Oh, you, you uh, couldn't have made this." Right, and, and it's no, all they were horrible to her. And, and they were, and you, and Greg, and you know why they were horrible to her? Because they had the numbers. Remember, when a neighborhood goes, it goes slowly. But once the numbers teeter to the other side, then the neighborhood is gone. Read between the lines. Yeah, but you know what? But that's the problem. At this right point, now. that's the where they are. On, yeah. The only thing you hear on the major news is Trump. Yeah. Trump. And, and you hear Trump and the evil Republicans. Republicans ain't controlling nothing right now. And I'm nothing. not saying that Republicans are, yeah. are you know, because there's a lot of them there, the rhinos. There's yeah. a lot of Republicans that ain't Republicans. Right. Um, no, I know. And including anyway, uh, Mitch McConnell. All you hear is how horrible the Republicans are. And you're going to continue hearing that. I hate to tell you that, my friend. It doesn't I get any that, better. But you're not. How about what's. Report the news. Report that they're, they're not. Do you realize Germany is clear cutting forests right now? So they they're making wood chips so they have something to heat yeah. this winter. And I know it's crazy. And, and you know, again, it's it's amazing how we're paralleling exactly. What, I mean, we didn't have a world war in the last four or five years, but we're close to it. And and we, and, and the Roaring Twenties, which was essentially the Roaring Two Thousands, Two Thousand Teens, uh, that that's going right into a, what could be a ten year depression. Europe, they were saying today, is already in a massive depression or recession. I should say, I shouldn't say depression yet, but because of the of the of the ultimate dim, uh, abysmal winter, uh, where you know they don't even know where the sources of energy are coming from. All these countries in the last ten, fifteen years, and again, I know I'm repeating a lot of the stuff that you're hearing on this very radio station, but it's true. All this wokeness, all this green energy uh, forecast, oh, the world's coming to an end. All of that is coming to fruition right now. You can't live on, on windmills and solar panels. You've, well, you've, you know you've got to live off fossil fuels. And, and now there's so many countries that have entered that room and have shut the door on so many things, including nuclear power, that it's too late, Greg. Now they've got to live off wood chips to survive. That's disgusting. And, well, then how about, well, whatever. If, what, three years ago we had high water here on the St. Lawrence. Yeah. 
they said with all the melting of the ice caps, all of the, the lakes were three inches higher than what they right. should be. I don't this know about the ice caps. Normal, my right. docks are underwater. All this other stuff. Right. I have you know people were adding additions onto their docks. Right. And everything. Right. Now you can't even float a boat up no. here. So it's, it's all mud. It, it's the two thousand, and, and we're doing it uh, to save Montreal and uh, Ottawa River uh, communities. That's why we're doing it. That was, that was legislation we did through the federal government with the Canadian government, and we got hoodwinked. And, and that's one thing that I don't talk to Tenny and, for that matter, uh, Elise Stefanik about over the years. She's still our congresswoman, by the way, and she still represents a big chunk of change when it comes to the St. Lawrence River. Something's got to be done about the 2014 amendment, whatever they call it, because it's not no, working. And Well, like in July, because I watch the water every day. Yeah. When, in July, when you start to see the water going down and it hasn't rained in four weeks. Right. Maybe you should, like, have close the dam halfway. Yeah, they can't, Maybe, you know. because the same problem's happening in the Ottawa River. I'll tell you, this hurts the economy. I mean, yeah. people take their boats out. Now right. they're not buying gas. Right. They're not doing, you know, they're not going to rest, you know. Right. No, it, I know. It affects it big time. That, that big time trick. But that's not why you called, or was it? Did you, well, you? I called to say about how New York has effectively ended guns. Oh, uh, well, we know that. Because you can't buy ammunition anymore because right. of that new law they passed. It right. took effect in the September. Right. Um, right. But you can't buy ammunition, from what people are telling me, right. until you go through the database. Right. You go through the database. Right. Right. They haven't set the database up yet. Right. So technically, you can't buy ammunition. Yeah, and, and that's so that's convenient. That 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 was probably designed. Okay, so you know, uh, there, here's their answer, Greg. Their answer is if you take guns off the streets, that that stops gun violence. And your answer to that is. Is no, because you're just taking them out of the honest people. Exactly. Man. And I would much rather have. A guy that's been truly vetted, that has been trained, carrying a pistol, and I would I feel totally safe around that person in the in a store or wherever you go. Right. That's not the problem. I know. The problem is the the criminals that have the gun. Right. They are. And they are. No, you're right. I, I mean, how hard is it to get a pistol permit? The hoops you got to jump I through. I mean. Yeah. But, and but uh, those people you want to carry the gun. No, Greg, and then know? I got to go. But one thing, it's just another. Quiver, another arrow in their quiver. This is what Jim Levin always says. It's another means or way to make life uncomfortable. And they, again, these are smart people. The liberals are no smarter or dumber than we are. But they will use tactics to make our lives uncomfortable and wait for a reaction. That speech that. That speech last Thursday night, Greg, was meant to incite a reaction, incite someone yes, to go was, into a supermarket to shoot people. They lose the, if they lose the election in November, yeah. it was meant to do yeah. that. But, but, you know, the worst thing that happened in New York was winning that Supreme Court case right. where they said that the, uh, people could carry anywhere. Right, you right. You know, they couldn't limit it. All they did was then was turn around and triple down. Right. Well, that's what they're, and they're going to win because they have the, I mean, you know, you got Kathy Hochul going up against a guy that she claims is the devil himself, and that's Lee Zeldin. Furthest from the truth. And she knows that, Greg. She knows that. But her consultants and just her way of doing things these days is if you vote on the right side of the political coin, you're a bad person for democracy and you're the bad person for the future of our country. And the reason why they say this is because the new America doesn't want the old way anymore. We want it all. Well, like bail reform, they say they can't do nothing about bail reform, but yet they can pass any law and, they want. And, to and this, these are these are the same people that say they're looking out for equity and equality, and they're they're the last people to allow people uh, from that side of, of the political of the racial fence to live in their neighborhoods. I can guarantee you that. Trust me. Thanks, Greg. I gotta go. I gotta get anyway, into the call. But thanks. Good talking. Night. You too. That's, uh, Clayton Yankee fan. Hi, you're in the air. Hello, Dallas. 
All right. So anyway, uh, without slipping into my, uh, I don't know who that was. Where was I? Dip, 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 day. Oh, I was going to make a point earlier. Now I can't remember. <coughs> uh, must be um, radioactive. Shake. It was from a Steve Martin movie. It must have not been too important if you forgot it. Oh, I remember now. I'm radioactive. Shake. That's what I forgot. Ho, <laughs> ho. Someone's calling in. Hi, you're on the air. Hi, Glenn. What's happening? Um, just about the Queen. <clears throat> when I was 10 years old, back in the uh, late 50s, uh, the Queen came over to Canada. <laughs> and my uncle took us all over. She came over to uh, Brockville. And that was one of her stops. And we all went over. My uncle took us over, all the kids and the parents. And we all went over and saw the Queen get off her yacht. Yeah. And saw her in a parade there. Yeah, well, so that was kind of nice as a child. I've seen pictures. I think uh, either Eisenhower was there or Nixon was there, one or the other. Yeah, I can't remember. I was too young to... She was there for the opening uh, of the uh, of the locks, the Eisenhower locks. Yes, she came over for that. Yeah. And um, so on guns, it uh, doesn't matter if they take away the guns from uh, every good person. There's over 350 million guns, illegal guns, right. on the open market. Right, right. So they'll never, no, ever no. stop violence with guns. Right. All the bad people can get guns on any street corner they want in right. big cities. And you know that they know that. You know that they know that. Oh, sure they do. Yeah, they right. know that. Yeah, of course. But they're bringing it up. They're trying to get votes. You know, you get these people that go, oh, they're trying to help us, you know, and... Uh, the Republicans don't. They're trying to save us. Right. And I love how they say they're going to save the, uh, the, our democracy, our Constitution, and, and they're the first ones to defy free speech, uh, the right to carry a pistol. It's amazing how they talk on both sides. The, the other thing, Joy Bahar, I said this at the outset, she said, oh, the president has nothing to do with gas prices. And yet yesterday she says, oh, the gas prices are down six thanks to Joe Biden. Look, ignorance is bliss. Dumb people are running the country, not this, not just this one. I said about Germany, too, which is shocking. They're supposed to be a lot smarter than that. People in politics don't belong there. That's what it all comes down to. And the worst people right now are running the ship, and we're not even paying attention to China on top of all that. You know, and Europe, Europe is paying the price right now for the wokeness. Yeah, exactly. And Germany, we're next. And all of them, they've got rid of all their... There the ways that you can heat and, and right. put electricity in. Thanks to the Paris Accord. They're going to pay the price. Uh, they are. And, we, and, and, of course, when that happens, then the World Bank goes down and, and we all suffer for it. You know, it's, just, it's like when I tell people, I tell people, it's like, this is what the country voted for. I'm talking about Biden. This is what the country voted for. You want to appease people when you say this. You don't want to come across as someone who's a, who's a denier to who won in 2020, although I am. But I'll say this. I'll say, this is what the country voted for. Now we all suffer. And that puts people in their, sp in their spot every time, all the time. Okay, Glenn. Thank you. When you use passive aggressiveness, it's almost like trolling. Be a passive aggressive. I mean, if I went, for instance, if I went on, this is what I wanted to say earlier. If I went on The View with Sonny Houston to my right, if I became the, the Farrah Abraham, who's the worst representative of, of Republican value, she actually worked for, the, for President Trump, and she throws him under the bus every day because she gets a big fat paycheck from Disney. She's such a, a sellout. Uh, it disgusts me. But somehow or other, if Barbara Walters and her people actually allowed me to sit there, I would say as an American... I wouldn't point anyone out, but I would wait for my peripheral vision to catch up on Sonny Houston. As an American, I am disgusted 
and, and just completely disenfranchised from our country as a whole because of what I see with crime, even petty crime like, like looting. I saw a video the other day, for instance, uh, of a, of a 7-Eleven being rampaged by people in their community, one after the other, men and women, just, you know, just taking advantage of, of a mob mentality. And I saw it again at another shopping market in, 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 in another community. And everyone from that community seemed to be complicit with this type of action. That's terrible for America. That's terrible for all of us. Because what you're doing is you're putting all of us, including the hoodlums that are going into these stores, and we know who I'm talking about, all in one package as Americans. Nobody can argue that. The moment you say, oh, it's those people that are doing this, then you're going right into the trap that where they want you to go into. That's the reaction they want. They want you to be this nefarious, horrible person that they have the right to vilify. That's the person they want. So be careful with the words you choose. Always put it uh, together. If you want equality, I'll give you equality. As Americans, we should be ashamed of looters. We should be ashamed of people that haphazardly push someone out into a, a moving train in a subway. We should, we should hate the fact that there's so many baby daddies out there. You can't say that because that's too, that's too hood-like. But you could use this terminology to your advantage to liberals where they can't come back at you. They can kind of give you that smirk like, I know what you're doing. You're being but then, you'll, then, then they unleash their own uh, uh, belief system, too. So they got to protect themselves. Be careful out there. I've learned a lot. I've been kicked off for, uh, for, uh, Facebook at least four times, all within about six months, because I kept making the same mistake. One time I referred to a, a class of people as white trash. So somehow the Mark Zuckerberg used reverse discrimination on, on a white guy for putting himself down. You know, some people can use the N-word and get away with it, but I say white trans can't do that. That goes against community standards. So be careful how you write it, but, but get your point across by being inclusive, by throwing everyone in the same group and then see a reaction. But trust me, you'll get one. And here's what, you, here's, what you, here's what you want from that, particularly on Facebook when you talk in these terms. If you don't get a reaction, you've got a reaction. If you get a reaction, that means you did it wrong. That means you use something wrong. They're going to call you this, that, or the other thing. You're a terrible person. You're like everybody else. But if you get the inclusive part in it, like I do, if you don't get a reaction, then silence is vo speaks volumes. It really does. You got what you wanted. You're on the air. Hello? Holy racism, Batman. Holy racism, Batman. It's SGLC. Of course, at the end of the show. Yeah. i got to squeeze in a break, though, uh, well, well, SG. I know, I know. I was waiting for a break, and you kept taking calls, and you kept ranting. I know, I know, because it's a Thursday, and I had to make up for the fact that we didn't have a hotline show today. Yeah, you're just going nuts today. Oh, well, first of all, at the top of the, the show, they said it was 1250. I, thought I know. Did you catch that? <laughs> 12, I know. We, i got to tell Ken Martin. Quick, quick. You've changed because you haven't made a Charles in Charge joke yet. So, so, you, so you, back in the day, you'd have made a Charles in Charge joke. Well, I don't understand, though. Charles and Charles. <laughs> What are you He's talking about? King now, Charles and Charles. Oh, Charles and Charles. Okay, I got gotcha. you. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. Yeah, yeah. And, and when I saw you at the premiere, did I treat you like a friend I hadn't seen in a while, or did I despise you? No, I didn't say that. Yesterday on the show, you said Democrats despise. Ah, us. I, 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 the guys a little pushing, bit of a generalization. Hate. I don't. I don't include hate. SG. We're Americans. No, SG and I have a love-hate relationship. No, no. There's, there's we love no to hate, hate each other. No, we just don't hate. No. I, look, I, look. I just don't like where you've gone. I, I just mean, can't believe you, you said you liked the movie, to coming, tell you the truth. You, you joined the cult, and you're coming, not coming back, man. I want to help you. No. But i got to do a break. I got, I'm sorry. Yeah, I I, 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 I'll talk to you tomorrow, though. I'll yeah, talk to you tomorrow. So you can call me a racist yeah. tomorrow. I'll talk to you in a bit. All right, got to go. Score a touch. Site, fxcaparahonda.com.
All right, welcome back. All right, so now Donnie sent me a picture. Apparently, there's a guy at the Butler Pavilion. And I, ha- I, I hate calling it the Butler Pavilion. You know, Joe Butler Sr. Am I right in this? He's he's still with us, isn't he? But why, why? Am I wrong? <laughs> I'm sorry. But anyway, he's at the Butler Pavilion. And he's got a hat. This particular person, I don't know if it's Jacob or some other guy, he built a hammock. He connected uh, the pillars inside the main entrance to the uh, to, to the uh, pavilion there in JBY's Plaza. So uh, you know th- these guys are getting very very cushy. It, it's funny because it was last week that John, Donnie and I had a, a conversation, and I talked to someone. Within hours after that, uh, uh, authorities were there taking things apart. So I thought maybe the show had some type of influence over that. Uh, but now, not only are they back, but based on what Seth told us yesterday and Donnie, that there's a new breed of, of uh, I hate to say that, of homelessness. Homeless. I mean, it's tough to see any person living in such conditions. It's sad. I always get sad when I see a pet involved. That's Glenn Curry, of course. It's, oh, it's so, it's, oh, boy, that's sad. That person's living on the street. Oh, but they have a dog with them. Oh, that poor dog. Glad priorities. Yeah, I can't do it because that dog shouldn't be there. That person can get up and work. That dog wants to jump up and, 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 and be someone's friend living in a house and, 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 and jumping for Frisbees. doesn't want to sit on a friggin' street with a hobo looking for handouts. So I, I, often I feel sorry for the pet more than the person. Is that wrong? I mean, really. Am I a bad person? I think I am. But at the end of the day, I think, uh, I think I'm making a hell of a lot of sense. AM 1240 WE10 uh, Watertown. Makes us legal. CBS is up next. We'll see you tomorrow for a Friday show. News on the hour, presented by Liberty Mutual Insurance. I'm Peter King in Orlando.